welcome to the Rich Thoughts Podcast, where our goal is to glorify God and terrify the devil. Get ready. It's going to be a great journey. Good morning and welcome to Rich Thoughts for Breakfast. I'm Harold Herring. That's my fine wife, Beth, who always puts a smile on my face. On yesterday's call, we talked about fire shut up in our bones. And we looked at two main scriptures. The first scripture is 1 Corinthians 15, 20, and 22, which says, But now is Christ risen from the dead, become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. For as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. And the Greek the word alive means God wants us aroused and invigorated by his spiritual power working in and through us. He never wants us to experience rigor mortis of the mind where our lives are hardened to death or some sort of catatonic state. God wants us alive about his business, occupying wherever we are and whatever we're doing. As we were going over this teaching, Jeremiah 20, verse 9. 20, verse 9 in the Amplified stirred in us. It says, If I say, I will not make mention of the Lord or speak any more of his name in my mind and heart, it is as if there were a burning fire shut up in my bones, and I am weary of enduring and holding it in. I cannot contain it any longer. A burning fire. Shut up in my bones. Wow. Now, if you look at Jeremiah 20, verse 9, in the Living Bible, it says it this way. Then his word in my heart is like fire that burns in my bones, and I can't hold it in any longer. There are seven ways to ignite fire that is shut up in your bones or in your bones. Brief review. Number one. Be spiritually alert. Ephesians 6.18, 6.18, classic amplified. Pray at all times, on every occasion and every season. In the spirit, with all matter of prayer and entry. To that end, keep alert and watch with a strong purpose and perseverance. Interceding on behalf of all the saints, the God of God's consecrated people. Prayer. Keeps us alert and focused on our purpose. Strong faith will keep us alert and growing in strength. Jeremiah 112, Message Bible, which will make you shout when it says, And God said, Good eyes, I'm sticking with you. I'll make every word I give you come true. Hallelujah. <clears throat> Number two, be about kingdom business. God doesn't want us to settle for whatever and whoever comes our way. The scripture in Luke 19.13 19.13 says to occupy until I come. The word occupy also comes from the root word, Greek word, actually meaning that which has been done, a deed, an accomplished fact, or what is done or being accomplished. So let's pick up on yesterday, off of yesterday's call. And finish up how to get fire in our bones. How about yes, that, babe? 
I love it. That's it. Number three, maximizing the spiritual and personal power working in us. Ephesians 3.20, 3.20. Now all glory to God who is able through his mighty power and work within us to accomplish infinitely more than we might ask or think. I'm not going to take the time to do it, but we encourage you to read that scripture, the Amplified Bible, and particularly in the Passion Bible. Now, in that scripture, there are seven powerful thoughts at work. First, all glory to God. That's a great place to start. Revelation 4.11. 4.11, God's Word translation. Our Lord and God, you deserve to receive glory, honor, and power because you created everything. Everything came into existence and was created because of your will. Mm-mm. Second, God is able. Romans 4.21, Romans 4.21 in the New Living Translation says, He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever He promises. Third, through <laughs> God's mighty power. 1 Corinthians 4.20, 4.20 New Living Translation. For the kingdom of God is not just a lot of talk. It is living by God's power. Hallelujah. Mm-mm. Fourth, his mighty power at work within us. There are several scriptures we could use, but Ephesians 119, 119 is what we chose, New Living Translation. I also pray that you will understand the incredible greatness of God's power for us who believe him. This is the same mighty power that raised Jesus from the dead. Hallelujah. Fifth, we're to accomplish, not be defeated, or a failure. In 2 Thessalonians 1.11, 2 Thessalonians 1.11, New Living Translation, it says, So we keep on praying for you, asking our God to enable you to live a life worthy of his call. May he give you the power to accomplish all the good things your faith prompts you to do. And sixth, more than we, not anybody else, this is a conscious decision on each of our parts. Jeremiah 17.10, Jeremiah 17.10, God's word translation says, I, the Lord, search minds and test hearts. I will reward each person for what he has done. I will reward him for the results of his actions. And seventh, more than we might ask or think. Ephesians 3.20 again, this time classic amplified. Now to him who, by in consequence of, the action of his power that is at work within us, is able to carry out his purpose and do, I love this word, super abundantly, far over and above, all that we dare ask or think infinitely beyond our highest prayers, desires, thoughts, hopes, or dreams. Mm. Number four, creating opportunities, not settling for what's available. In Colossians 4, 5, 4, 5, New English translation, it says, conduct yourselves with wisdom toward outsiders, making the most of the opportunities. If we're not looking for opportunities for God to be glorified in and through our lives, we're not going to recognize them even if they're right in front of us. That's true. God wants us using these 
opportunities as they come up right now. In 1 Corinthians 7.31, 1 Corinthians 7.31 in the Living Bible, it says those in frequent contact with the exciting things the world offers should make good use of their opportunities without stopping to enjoy them. For the world in its present form will soon be gone. Have you ever thought about what God or why God gives us opportunities? In 2 Corinthians 4.11, 2 Corinthians 4.11 in the Living Bible, it says, Yes, we live under constant danger to our lives because we serve the Lord. But this gives us constant opportunities to show forth the power of Jesus Christ within our dying bodies. He gives us opportunities to showcase his power. Hallelujah. By doing what the Word says. Amen. Fifth, attempting great things for God. On May 30th, 1792, William Carey, known as the father of modern missions, made a profound statement at the Baptist Association meeting in Northampton, England, when he said, expect great things, attempt great things. That's an amazing quote. He was an amazing man, too. Ephesians 1.19, 1.19, classic amplifier. So that you can know and understand what is the immeasurable and unlimited and surpassing greatness of his power in and for us who believe as demonstrated in the working of his mighty strength. Just before his first London crusade, Dr. Billy Graham was asked by a newspaper reporter, are you an optimist or pessimist? Dr. Graham, without hesitation, said, I'm an optimist. I know God, and I've read the end of the Bible, and it assures me who we are in Christ, that through him we have the victory. Now that's what we call expecting great things. Mm. Number six, assuming a position of leadership in our environment. Exodus 18.20, Exodus 18.20 in the Message Bible says, your job is to teach them the rules and instructions to show them how to live, what to do. In order to be successful in our lives, we need a successor, which means that we must train those who we work with to effectively handle the things that need help in achieving. If we're learning a new occupation, we want to learn from people who have already proven themselves successful in that occupation. An effective leader should always be willing to work themselves out of a job. By training and developing new leaders, we can assume an even greater area of responsibility. If you're good at developing successful leaders, I promise you, you'll never be out of a job. That's true. And one more thing, you'll never be broke either because good leaders are always in demand. Number seven, invigorated for every day. The word invigorate does not appear in the King James, the New King James, or the new national, new international versions of the Bible. However, you do find it twice in the classic Amplified Bible, which amplifies the Greek, Hebrew, and Aramaic words to give a broader meaning to the Scripture. Colossians 1.11, 1.11, classic Amplified Bible. We pray that you may be invigorated and strengthened with all power according to the might of His glory 
to exercise every kind of endurance, patience, perseverance, and forbearance with joy. And one more scripture, 2 Thessalonians 2, 15 and 16. 2 Thessalonians 2, 15 and 16, Message Bible. So friends, take a firm stand. Feet on the ground, head high. Keep a tight grip on what you were told, whether in personal conversation or by our letter. May Jesus himself and our God, our Father, who reached out and loved and surprised us with gifts of unending help and confidence, put a fresh heart in you, invigorate your work, and enliven your speech. Interestingly enough, the word invigorate, I'm sorry, the word reinvigorate doesn't appear in the scriptures at all. And I'm mentioning the word here because I believe it describes the fire of God that lives in our bones. According to dictionary.com, it's defined as to give vigor, fill with life and energy, energize. So here's the question. Are you alive with spiritual power invigorating every new day that God gives you? Mm. And if not, why not? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Fire in our bones. Go to heraldherring.com. If you're blessed by the teaching, click the button that says sow a seed. Just ask God what seed he'd have you sow. Do what he says. That's all we ask. And until tomorrow morning at 830 Eastern, God bless you. Happy trails. And keep thinking rich thoughts from the word of God. We love you. We appreciate you. Bye-bye.